Pay money. Taylor Ramsey in the building. The man behind the gains. The mastermind. The mastermind behind Sports Academy. They said you built Sports Academy from the ground up with your own hands. Yeah. Barehanded. Barehanded. <laughs> Barehanded. No yeah. designs. Brick by brick. Yeah, brick by brick. It has been built brick by brick, but there's been so many different pieces <laughs> that have gone into that yeah. over the last couple of years. You're just being humble. You're just being humble. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I'm, I'm building... For the last six weeks, we've been able to build a lot, oh. and I think that we're going to continue to build with the combine program for this year, off-season training, everything, all these like youth programs that are actually coming back. We had to like shut everything down with COVID mm. and completely reset the game plan because before we were Mamba Sports Academy. Yeah, okay. And COVID, and then obviously the tragedy that had happened that January we really had to come up with a new game plan. And with COVID, everything shut down. So there's no programs. There's no place for people to put their kids. Yeah. Right? And, you know, they, there started to be these, like, pop-up programs at parks. But we did everything that we could, moved our equipment outside, and, and mm. kind of kept it rolling and built the programs back from the ground up. Yeah. And that's after laying off so many, like, great coaches. and They had to go find their own way. So... Um, you know, the way that we've built back and the way that we've put this team together ends up being pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even think of COVID as, I mean, that was a factor. Right, especially for, like, fitness and gym. It's so weird, too, because, like, that's what helps. Like, working out is what helps you build immunity versus, like, viruses. (laughs) So it was kind of, like, a bad deal in that sense as well, double-edged. There were plenty of things that I didn't agree with. I think with the regulations that were going out. Yeah, I thought Ventura was more lax because it's not LA County, you know. It's they follow the guidelines very closely. Oh, they do. So we were probably like one zone out if it was red. We were like one above it. Orange, so, uh, <laughs> orange, yeah. yeah. But still, you had to wear masks. Still, you couldn't work out. But inside. there was like there was loopholes, right? Like you can do outdoor or, or like how did that work? I think we did everything by the book. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying the yeah. like, all right, we, we're getting the police coming yeah, over in exactly. about 30 minutes. To start well, running no, that, it down. That's that's kind of that's kind of funny because they w- <laughs> the police would come and check. Actually, yeah, and sure. there was a time where it was NFL offseason. We had everything rolling, and I had literally the, the uh, our liaison came back and was saying, "Hey, there's a sheriff like needed basically not be training in here right now. Really? In the middle of the, like training. Imagine like you had like, to wear masks and all that. We were wearing masks. Yeah, definitely. while you're training." Definitely. Everyone that was in there had to wear masks. Eventually, it became a choice for the people that were participating in the program. Obviously, everybody signs a waiver, but there is some social responsibility. Um, But we really were training outside as much as possible. And we do a lot of our field training on, uh, as you've seen. Yeah, it's running, right? I mean, how has that interfered? Yeah. (laughs) They're going to get upset. Well, it's with our medical programs, it became an essential Business, gotcha. right? Oh, nice. uh, okay. It's a, in order for people to actually like loop it in together. Well, they had to maintain, you know, everything that we do, as you've seen, yeah. has the medical side integrated within what we do in sports performance. So as long as we stayed up to par with, I guess, what was being asked of them, yeah, with the regulations, and I think we did pretty well. Right. Solid. But we literally had to get interns to take all the trap bars and run outside and literally set everything <laughs> yeah. up. So they came in like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good in here. You guys are doing it right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, if I told you what we did at USC, like when we first got oh there. Oh, my gosh. It, so they set up tents on the turf. And they brought out, like, you know, kettlebells, barbells. Racks. Plates. No, we didn't have racks. I remember we didn't have racks because in order to back squat, you had to clean, press, and then put it on your back. And so you can only put, you can only clean and press so much weight. You can't really squat heavy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely limits your options. Right. And we literally had to buy new racks and just put them outside. Oh, okay. So okay. there was a lot of adaptation, I think, that, that happened. But it's been beautiful to see three years later now that we've built back. And there's so many different programs and so many different mm. ways that we benefit the community. Yeah. Did you guys transition at all or do like a hybrid now? I know a lot of people do like, here, we'll send you videos and you can do this. Or like, did you guys do anything, try to do any like technological advancements in that sense. Well, so that was the interesting thing because right off top, 
we said people need workouts okay so we started filming yeah and we filmed all these like at home workouts and i guess if you scroll back for, far enough on my instagram you can see them um mm. where we would provide fitness programs just free um but after we built all this content with like basketball skills soccer skills and everything yeah. with, uh, you know the partnership with mamba and sports academy um i'm not sure exactly what happened with it um just fell through or whatever well you know, with the, with that tragedy and plus with COVID and everything that was happening, they really need to, they were probably just focused on their legacy mm -hmm. and not having to deal with some external source of, of I guess, focus. Because he was focused and, like, he would come up and be at all the tournaments. His daughter was playing in the games, uh, in the leagues, and we were building. So yeah. you'd see Kobe in there pretty often? Pretty often, just about every week or every other week That's at least. That's so cool. He yeah, trained there? He was, he was very, very uh, involved in the time that he was there. Okay. And the, it was Mamba Sports Academy for maybe just a year. Yeah, yeah that's what a lot of people remember it as. Like. Right. And it was founded as Sports Academy. Okay. And I think that once uh, he saw what was going on there and all the different levels of integration, um, he kind of saw an opportunity. For sure. And, and, and obviously, I don't know. I'm just speculating, I guess. Yeah. And how did you get in? What's your like background with working with them and just kind of getting the sports and all that? So I came to Sports Academy as an educator. Okay. Right? So um, I help interns get jobs, um, teach interns. I kind of created an educational curriculum that helps people understand what it takes to be a performance coach. Okay. Because it's not just personal training. Um, it's not just fitness coaching. But it, it ha you have to pay attention to the fitness levels because you can't just do the cool stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was an athlete. Uh, I'm an athlete, definitely an athlete. Uh, <laughs> let me rethink that. Yeah. Um, so I played football in college, Southeast Missouri State, CMO, hey. Red Ox, represent. Yeah. Um, oh, I know them. Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Not a lot of people do. CMO. CMO. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. You'll see it. Uh, I've talked to like their coaches in the past. Nice. When I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with who's the coach right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I played there. And since I transferred, since I transferred, from a Ventura County, like California Junior College, Juco product, Juco product. Um, I guess some credits didn't transfer, so I had to take classes that were prerequisites for another. And based That's on annoying. just the way it was, the way that I was canceled. Yeah. Because mm. my, after my senior year, I go and talk to the dean, and she's like, "Oh, we could have we could have overlooked that." <laughs> no. So I had a whole extra year, but it allowed me to get a different. That uh, you didn't uh, need. Well, I I think I needed it. You know, God. God. Well, I'm saying. By credit, you didn't need it. No, I had 170 out of 120 credits when I graduated. Jeez. So I had a double, extra work. I had a double it's major. It it's not extra if you need it, man. Yeah, well, that's, that's our strength coach at USC. Well, no, I understood everything, and I couldn't wait to be a professional. But it gave me an actual opportunity. So within that year, I interned with every sport through the strength and conditioning staff. That's right. At SEMO. Yeah, at SEMO. Okay. And so... Um, when I was there, the strength coach actually offered some educational courses too, right? So he was one of the professors. And so I took his, like, I understood his system. And then I was working with it with every sport as an athlete as well. Mm. So I just felt at home there. Um, and then I got an internship with Exos in San Diego. Yeah. So, um, is Makai training there? Exos? They have, they have several ones. They have one in Arizona. Jay, uh, Jay Mag was training at Exos last year. I, I know he was for sure. I, I don't yeah. know if Makai is. I think it's a great place to train. Um, you know, I learned a lot from those coaches. I had some great mentors. Yeah. Um, and as far as I can, I was as as far as I was concerned, um, it was the gold standard. Yeah. And you know, they're always a high level. They always produce. At yeah. that time, they had maybe three hundred out of three hundred thirty. Um, Combine athletes training with them. Oh, my God. Yeah, they've, they've they had, they like, a total monopoly on it. Uh, it's totally changed since then. It, well, I think that overall everything is starting to shift a little bit more um, towards smaller groups, right? Five to ten, yeah. maybe, maybe 15 guys. So they have big groups? Well, so we've had, had big groups, too. So, right? Well, it, well, they have a lot of facilities, though. Everybody's strategy was, um, I guess, grab a bunch of people. I think we had 27 in, that's uh, a huge group yeah it's a, it's a lot to keep track of yeah because we've seen in this program like i really try to take time to get to know you guys spend time and mm -hmm. you know so uh, with 27 guys we still got to we still got to know them um 
It wasn't probably as intimate work, but it was definitely enjoyable. Right. Yeah. And we've kind of like narrowed down the classes per year. What do you, what do you, is like a perfect number you think for the prep stuff? It's been different every time. Okay. Um, but last year we had seven and it, that was perfect. The year yeah. before that we had 13. That was perfect. Now we have six. That's yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. You know, it just, just depends. It presents different opportunities, I think, and different learning outcomes. Uh, yeah. It's cool to have more like hands on, like more eyeballs on you. Cause like yeah. in a college, I mean, there's no way really to prevent it. Cause the team's like 115 guys. And so you have what, like four or five strength coaches. So it's like, there's going to be a lot of reps that no one's looking at you. And a lot of guys probably doing technique, not the right way. But with us, well, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's there's impossible. Cause yeah. you have four full-time strength coaches or whatever. We have seven. And I still think, you know, right. There's just so many, there's too many guys. And, yeah. but with what we're doing, you know, cause it's like you and like Zach and those dudes, but like all the, also all the interns who are yes. like, like, there's always someone on top of you, either like spotting you or like telling you where to go and like, just kind of like maintaining the whole deal. So it's cool. It's, it's yeah. different. Now we try yeah. to make it definitely feel like everything's hands on. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's included and we're trying to guide you through the process so that you're not asking questions throughout the day. What should I be doing or how should I yeah. be doing this? Right. We're just kind of presenting options. And then uh, eventually everyone kind of develops their own routine, things that they're comfortable with, things that actually they feel like that's making them better. Um, so kind of you, like you've developed probably some of the favorites from the corrective exercise that you feel like you should do on a daily basis. Right. Um, so those are good things. And, and just having those extra sets of eyes, having the medical team involved. And there's so many people that aren't seen within the realm of actual training because there's the recovery room, the massage therapist. Oh, yeah. Like everyone that's uh, providing treatment, the medical side, Dr. Bo, Dr. Tyler, uh, and then my whole staff is, uh, along with the interns. So there's a lot of people. There's a lot of eyes. Um, no one's just standing around. Everyone's always helping out. Yeah. Everyone has a role and everyone's included. And for so guys in college right now, maybe potentially wanted to do the NFL, like w- walk me through like a week, a day, like how is the structure for guys that are like, okay, next year I want to do prep, but like I don't know what really that consists of, you know, like. Well, is it prep for the combine or prep for the next season? Probably prep for the combine. Yeah, so prep for the combine becomes very specific. You get out of your season, uh, typically you have about eight weeks, maybe you have a couple of weeks off, depending on when's, when was your last game. If you have a bowl game, then maybe a few less weeks. And then you, if you're invited to the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game, those you things. Lose a whole week, yeah. Lose an entire week right in the middle of it, right? Right in week five, you're you're thrown into the fire. And, um, right. you know, some feedback that, that they got was they, they didn't stretch, they didn't warm up, they, didn't, they just threw them right in and, uh, kept them working all day. Didn't get didn't really. They wouldn't stretch before practice. No, that's what uh, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, they would be, be like because it's NFL quick. staffs. You would think like, yeah, but they don't care. They, it's not they, their. They players. care. They care. They're expecting you to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and to do all your care and to do all your prep and to you know to. So you should be ready to go before you hit the field, kind of like you just do shit on your own. Yeah, but, but I mean that's hard because they're asking so much for you. Or from you right. there, so. and they're probably not used to it. Usually, you, like you warm up on. Yeah, well, yeah. th- that might be why so many guys got hurt too. Yeah, I, I would say so. And, and, and you're and pushing yourself. There was like Tay said about four or five dudes who can't even compete uh, in Indy at combine because like soft tissue injuries, a pool strains, whatever. That's it terrible. Sucks, dude, yeah. Because right? it's like it's probably the biggest day of your life to that point is the combine. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you, How didn't, much is this you didn't warm up right. Yeah. And then, like, one practice, you, like, you pull a hammy. It's like, all right, that's it. Yeah. So, like, how much money do you lose, right? Yeah, Who knows? No, it's definitely it's, if you're not, like, a, a lock to be a first-rounder and, like, you really need that day. What is, yeah, what is the risk-reward of, like, if you're invited to one of those, that you even be just like, nah, I don't want to do it? Yeah, you know? it's interesting. If you, if you feel like you have enough that shows who you are as a player, um, and you don't have any issues off the field or, or things like that, and, you know, you you tend to have the ability to make a decision on those type of things. Yeah. Um, obviously, they want all the best players to play, but most of the best players know that they're valuable. And yeah. you know, they made it through. God bless they made it through the season, yeah. putting themselves in another position to then go be affected by possible risk of injury when yeah. you've already put enough on film. And that game, you know, it, it, it means what it means. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good that can come from it. A lot of people can vault themselves. Um, I wouldn't say that it, it necessarily hurts people too much, 
except for the their training and where it, that it sets them when they return mm. um, or what they're doing to prepare and if they're preparing the right way for within the time set bounds uh, what skills you're working on and, and the different qualities that you're kind of trying to develop because eight weeks isn't a very long time to develop something it's, it's not physical. yeah it's really not and so especially if people are coming off with uh season with injuries and just things that they're dealing with like yeah. little yeah. eggs and pains um you've seen different ways that we've had to ramp and we've taken yeah. you know several different roads which is also you know that's why we want to have a smaller class um, because we've had to take several several different roads to get to the same place yeah mm-hmm. and you know it, that's the great thing about having a great team is that um those it's easily navigated when you do need to make adjustments um, but what it looks like is you've never spent six to eight hours in a day just like on a, on a full-time job working on your body. Okay. And so when you come out of college, it's like, all right, well, I don't have that much response. I don't have that responsibility. And that's why, you know, hopefully an agent will help you out paying for training, paying for meals, paying for uh, housing, and, and just making the process easier on you so that you can just focus on go develop your body all day, every day, recover hard, sleep yeah. well, you know, and they and they're trying to reach out and give you enough products that you can do that. Like, hey, take care of your sleep. Here's a new mattress. Like, yeah, you can see that they're making an attempt to help people be healthy. But you know, you can only lead a horse to water. Yeah, for sure. Um, so training is it's it's tough. You come in, you get a medical screen, you go through corrective exercise, go to the field early. It's cold. Uh, yeah, you know, getting your movement session in probably seventy five to ninety minutes. What time in the morning is that? Uh, we start at 8.15, uh, typically back to the facility by 10. Uh, then you either have film, position work, meetings, just depending on which day it is. Um, and then we'll do a lift after lunch, um, always giving feedback. And yeah. in, that me- in that middle time, all the coaches are kind of discussing what we saw in the day and how we need to adjust what happens later in the afternoon. Because the weight room is where we, we just take – all the goals on the field and try to mm. kind of back that. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made throughout the day. Um, but get done lifting about three and hit the recovery, recovery, get an ice bath, get a normal tech, the, uh, hyperbaric chamber, uh, the sauna, sauna soon. Yeah. Right. Sauna soon. So definitely blessed to have all of those components in, in addition to the nutrition and yoga and everything right. else all in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll walk you through a Monday for me, Matt, like, so run in the morning. That's at eight. And it's speed work, conditioning, short, long, no, top end, it's acceleration. Usually, the, it depends, right? So like Mondays will be like forty, like speed training, and kind of and like Tuesdays more. Um, change of direction. Change, yeah, change. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like football specific, but like kind of like it, it's, it's different. It's, it's more. It's more uh, specific to the drills, like the, the, the combine agility drills, drills in the yeah. combine. Gotcha. Um, just making, but then. Fridays have a little bit more chaos as far as like decision making and open field movements and and just different things that are required in the game as well as, you know, they need to be very good at this test. So we have three days a week that we work on actual just speed, one's acceleration, one's top speed, and then one special is like whatever you need the most of. Okay. And then we really focus on the technique there and, um, you know, hopefully every week all of the gains in the weight room paying off. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll go back to the Monday. Ready? So run. Then we do cognition, which is like mental, uh, you know, like hand-eye coordination, like processing speed stuff. So it's called like cognition. Okay. So it's like a competition, right? All right. So run, cognition, then usually we'll watch the tape of the run. That's like another like 30, 40 minutes. You're eating in between? And then, yeah, you just like eat after. Or like there'll be like a 30, 40 minute window. Okay. And then lift and then... If you need like treatment, rehab, like everyone doing some form of recovery, but like for me with my injury, my Achilles, I'll get like some treatment. So it's like another hour. And then usually I meet with my quarterback coach, throw for another like hour and a half, then come back more treatment, like hop into hyperbaric, get home. And by that point, it's like seven. So it's like, it's almost like a 12 hour day. But it's like straight. Yeah. Like eating, train recovery. So it's like, and you just wake up and do it again. Like after like three days, I feel like you just be toast. Sometimes, but like, you know, you kind of mix it like today was Wednesday, right? So it's like an off day, quote unquote. So it's like there's hot yoga available, and guys kind of like I guess the point is to rest your nervous system a little bit, right? 
yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah e exactly. So we go two days hard and kind of have this method where um, we're controlling chaos throughout the week. Yep. Um, take that Wednesday off. They have the option for hot yoga, which really is more just like a little bit of mindfulness, a little stretching, bit of stretching, like yeah. just like they're they're laying on the ground more like often he was than asleep. Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mike's like, oh, dude, I fell asleep. I fell asleep so early in yoga. I'm like, at sounds, the beginning, yeah. sounds tough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's great, and I think that's the kind of the speed that's developed um, because our yoga teacher definitely, I would say, like, kind of caters to, like, the needs of the group. And you'll see that, like, NFL yeah. yoga will be a little bit tougher because they like to flow, they like to sweat, mm -hmm. they like to, you know, feel like they're doing some work Well, as well. they're training differently, too. They're training differently because yeah. it's, it's not as, like, compact, dense training within eight weeks. Yeah, I mean, they smash all this training in. Like, like they're just coming months. in. <laughs> yeah. well, they're coming in for like two to three hours. Yeah, right. Especially for the first month, it's two hours and they're out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not as not as uh, intensive as as the combine training. Right. Yeah. Different. Different deal. Yeah. No, it's it's a different animal for sure. Yeah. But um, but it works. Like you got results. We were talking about like this group last year. Like everyone PR'd at the combine. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. And like dudes were beating their estimates by like four tenths of a second. Like three you know, which is insane. You know, that's like awesome, guys yeah. yeah, like times that dudes never thought they'd be able to run and that's just I'm curious, so like you train hard, right, for those eight weeks and then the combine week it's always at like it's different days for each position, obviously, right? But um do you train like because you want to be fully recovered, but you don't want to take too too much time? Like, do you stop yeah. training like four days before you actually have to run, or when is that point where it's like we recover? Rest now? your body, yeah. yeah. Right, when like, shoot, I need to know this. You know, I'm kind of <laughs> curious, like, uh, how long you know? That's that's the interesting thing. Is okay, that there's not like a facility that is available in the past. There hasn't been a facility, a field, or like weights in available, Indy, right? Yeah. So this is like you're there for three, four days of just interviews, medical, sitting in, and, you know, and mm. we'll get stories that it's like, okay, they got us up, we had to have breakfast at 6.30, and then you had interviews, 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 and then went to the medical. Um, something happened, so you got to go through medical again. Ends up, like, one of our guys was there for seven hours one day. Um, just really? In, just, just in the medical? Sitting in the hospital. Just sitting, waiting That's for, crazy. waiting for, like, two MRIs that, like, he was already cleared on. But, um, right. it, but it is what it is, and, and whoever's there can, can actually ask. Um, or whatever they want. That's why they're there. Right. Um, and then interviews, interviews, interview, interviews, and they'll call us at like 11, 30, 12. And they're like, dude, I just got out. haven't eaten. Oh my it's God. like, well, we know just that. Just losing weight. And then you got to weigh in the next day. And like, well, well, we know that. So we'll get them food. Right. Oh, and okay. then they can come. Are you guys us. with them there? Yeah. So we're literally every step of the way. Oh, or okay. We have a suite where we'll bring a rack, a treadmill, um, you know, all the equipment that have a barracks, the recovery gotcha, stuff, okay. and, and just in a ballroom, we'll have everything set up. So we, That's true. So we have a little training center, and but the thing is, you got to come at 11, 30, 12, and you might have to run your whole 40 routine then. Really? Because we still have to, in a hallway in a hotel, in, in tennis shoes. So... <laughs> 100%. That's not, wild. Not, not, not joking. Because you Price just got to get it, man. Yeah. Price to be great. Yeah. Uh, then you lose out on sleep, though. Then you're not recovered. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're, you're going you're gonna to get it, the sleep. In the hyperbaric. The, well, that, that might help, right? Uh, and what also might help is being prepared for the stress and having people that are there, like, you know, maybe you don't have to go all day without meals because I got a little bird scooter and I'm bringing out Chipotle or whatever. <laughs> Uber Eats, what you want? They don't have time. They don't have time. So I literally yeah. had to like meet them in between buildings and like throw them a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Just throw it at them. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, um, that's crazy, a, dude. It's a pretty cool experience, but you know, like, you, cause you still have to, you still have to hit speed numbers. You still have to hit these progressions. You still yeah. have to like, have confidence in your, in your movements and, and know your step progressions and, uh, we practice that literally until the, like we'll do a primer before you go in, uh to the field and and, and do you warm them up or they warm up with um so the people there it's a, it's it's the stadium in, in Indianapolis and yeah. it's cold and it's empty yeah and you have an end zone in there so, all right go warm up you're up in ten minutes you're just on your own yeah, yeah you're up in ten minutes you'll see your name flash and go Jeez, Get two shots okay. and go. Can you tell the story of uh, Aiden or some? Remember you were saying when he wasn't warming up? Oh, that was, a, I think that was a less story. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, he was a, 
he was definitely uh, into meditation, but he'll, he'll often do that. Like anytime that he's going to go perform something, yeah. I've, I've often seen him go and sit and just like kind of, you can see him get into he like a visualizes things before he does it. Yeah, yeah. no, he, and, and he'd explain that. And I think that he does that with basically everything that he does and he'll sit and visualize it and make sure that he goes through and feels confident before he actually does anything. Yeah. So that was a, that was definitely a cool thing to see just throughout the process. You know, uh, there's a couple times that he slipped, uh, I think running the, the shuttle drill really? and he just like went back centered. You could tell he like closed, closed his eyes and focused for a little bit, mm. came back and crushed it. Right. That's so, sick. um, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but like basically you have 10 minutes, do your warm up routine and run. So if you don't warm up correctly, yeah, you're or it's screwed. like, you know, if you don't have a routine put in place where you feel comfortable going through some progression in 10 minutes, then what happens is you just like, you know, do some basic stretches, hop yeah. out there and that's you're not why ready. I, well, a lot of people get hurt. Mm. Right. It's another thing is, you got hurt? Oh, his hammy, right? Yeah. He, oh, a lot of people pull their hamstring running the 40, but maybe it's because they didn't run that week or, you know, mm. maybe it was a sleep thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was a stress thing. Maybe it was not warming up properly. Yeah. You, you never know exactly what the cause is, but it, it definitely happens. Crazy. So I think. As long as you don't like fall and trip like Chris Jones. Remember that <laughs> right. one? His, his wang was out. Yeah, bro. It came like, out completely. Yeah. And he almost fell on his face. And then he ended up being like the best D tackle in the NFL, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like he kind of made up for it. But uh, that's probably the most embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's like worst. when you say worst case scenario. That's I mean that's that's yeah, it. Fall, have your <laughs> have your privates out, and then and then have to get back up and run again. You lose. I think like you go from second round to like fifth on that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. it's a bad deal. Nice. It's a bad yeah, deal. no. <laughs> I don't think you fell very far. Really? I don't, I, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. But if, I don't know. if that was a reason, well, you know, tripped because you're junk. No, I don't think you running. fell in the Well, I think draft. it's just, A, it's a bad look. Yeah, and it's just like, embarrassing. That sucks. I don't know. Maybe it's like you're clumsy. So you maybe like you second Or it's think just it. like you've it's been like, training for eight weeks. And, and then you finally the get your, you're yeah. like, bro, I just did eight <laughs> weeks of training for that. I'd be hot. But the, the Twitter meltdown is probably the worst oh, part. Yeah, Everyone just the memes and making fun of you. Jeez, that's bad. Or how about the one in the gauntlet where that guy was, uh, was it Trent? Oh, hit? Yeah, the guy hit he the hit face. like three times. Yeah, like he turned the wrong way. It was yeah. like, boom, boom. <laughs> dude, that's, that's got to be rough too. Cause you're you just got to live with dude. it too. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, well, that's your rep. Yeah, they only day. give you one too. Yeah. Gosh. God. The NFL coaches don't care. They're just like, all right, off the list. Do you guys practice like the stress part? Like, because that's a stressful thing. Being like, okay, you have 10 minutes, go run, you get one. This is your entire career. You've been training twenty years for this. Yeah, like replicating. Like, the, yeah. Do you, how do you guys? Do you guys work on moment. that stress or like yeah, having we'll, to help you? We'll kind of have like mock days uh-huh. where you come to the field and the coaches will be there, but they're not you know, talking to you. No, no music. You know, we'll greet you, say what's up, but you know, hey, you're up in fifteen minutes. Run. And you know, like, all right, should I foam roll? Should I stretch? Like, yeah. Uh, so, you just don't respond. We'll give them a card uh-huh. that just has a full routine, just a little laminated card they can mm. keep in their pocket and they can travel with. And that's uh, smooth. They kind of it, it's all the things that you keep that you've been doing, and we've been meticulous with literally every single day, doing every like being consistent. Yeah, we well, do the same certain, activation, certain, and certain certain routines um, for certain things. Right. Yeah. And and we keep that consistent. So when you're doing something, you have the same uh, prep and the same feeling of, of going into it. So Okay, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. So you just came back from, you were in Vegas, right? You guys went to the Shrine Bowl? We went to the Shrine Bowl, yeah. How was that? It was quick. Um, yeah. A lot of good food. Really? Had, What'd uh, you get? Yeah, now we had Peruvian food. Uh, oh, you guys had, love Peruvian food. Is it, who is it? Is it less or is it you? It's just luck. Um, luck? But, uh, it's luck that everywhere <laughs> we go, there's good Peruvian food. Uh, no, no it's good. more than it's more than <laughs> that, bro. It's like every time I'm like, where are you going to go eat? It's Peruvian. Well, no, I think that's just a, a big hit in uh, Thousand Oaks. Like, it's a Thousand Oaks thing. Well, no, just, hate, just, like just mouthful. Like it just happens that we're in uh, Thousand Oaks, and mouthful is actually it, it was like one of the top we hundred restaurants or whatever. Is like, it, it's very good. We went to a different one close to mouthful called Limena. Have you been to that one? Uh, I have not. Uh, I went. Uh, me, Mike, and Jane last night. It was just really good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, so then you guys love Peruvian food. Yeah, look at this guy. He's talking. Well, he's getting it. It wasn't, you know? it wasn't my choice. What did you get? Lomo Saltado? Uh, no. I got a steak and rice and like a fried egg on top. It was good. 
That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, oh, no, 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 not that. No, wouldn't get that. that <laughs> That's on the menu. It wasn't that. Uh, Lomo Saltado is, the, is no, steak, no, steak no, rice, and potatoes. And but it's prepared differently. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to say <laughs> that. No, no, I do know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to claim to know everything about Peruvian food. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you eat it every day. I, no, I, I eat probably more Mexican food than anything. Really? I, you I, like I, Mexican the most? Well, I consider myself uh, Southwestican. But, you know, <laughs> South what does that mean? <laughs> well, I just, so being born, you know, born and raised in Southern California, um, there's a lot of tacos on the menu, right? There's tacos oh, for everywhere. Sure. Breakfast, like if you want, if you want good food, you just go to a little mini market, any single mini market. I guarantee they're prepped in the back with a whole table with all, all the ingredients. Uh, like, hey, if tacos. Not at South central. Um, I mean, around here or yeah, there's different, the Ventura yeah. County mm-hmm. is, uh, has a uh, definitely a, different. Well, it's got, you know, Hispanic influence in multiple different ways. So there's yeah, all of Carnes- Southern California. Carnicery is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, also all of Southern California for sure. Um, but we also had, um, I think we had some Southern food. And then, uh, yeah, no, that was good. Some was soul food. Good. Anyway, I then, love uh, Southern food. Man. And Jamaican as well. Ooh, so, all right, all right. Yeah, so in, in you know, 24 hours of travel, yeah. able to get some good food. Yeah, Vegas has some good spots, man. We had a good time. We, we did the uh, Pac-12 championship out there. Nice, yeah. Uh, besides really. the game itself, it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that one? Well, I mean, we could, but it was just, you know. Cool. On to the next. Yeah, job no, not finished. <laughs> job not finished. Job not finished. No, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, we got to stay the night, too. Like, guys who uh, were injured. And like weren't dressing out or whatever, mm. like they let you just stay the night. And so we didn't anticipate losing, but we had like stuff set up already. Right, right, right. I think so it was like, that. yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, it was fun. How was it just partying with the with the dudes who just beat you though? Unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still, you're, not well, it's like it, the, you're not gonna let it ruin your good time though. Well, you know, the tight end put up like 200 yards or something, and then when he's next to you, you know, going crazy, you're just like, it's a tough deal. Yeah, it's a tough deal. Well, I mean, football's a tough game. Yeah. Another deal. Yeah. Um, no, a baller. They, they have a good team. Utah's yeah. a good team, man. I mean, I'm sure it was a better game than the East-West Shrine game. Was it not? Yeah. Good? Well, it was like 9-6 to six or something. I, I the final seven. score final score was like, it was either 6-12 to 12 or 3-12, to 12, but there was no scoring. Why? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'd, what the heck? I'd, they can't they run just didn't, They just didn't throw the ball, I guess, or something. They tooted it? Uh, yeah, I mean the, the game was less than stellar, I would say. But I mean, it was it it's was hard good to, to see. It was good to go see our guys. It's a cool stadium. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, it was it was a uh, you know there wasn't a lot of people there, but it's kind of just a slower game. Really, it was a lot of people. Not a lot of scoring. Um, obviously, families there and and whatnot. But it was nice to be there and support the guys at least, like uh, NFL scouts and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's the purpose of it. But, uh, but I've always heard that uh, the week of practice is probably more important than the actual That's what game. I've heard, yeah. that one-on-ones and all that type Team of stuff. Team and well, seven you know, they can, Then they can see if you're you know good with interviewing or your character and, and all these different like, qualities that you wouldn't see just in one game. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's so many good players in a game, it's hard to yeah. see. How many reps do you get? Like four or I something think they, like that? They might have four sets of players at each position so that they do like first, second, third, fourth quarter. That's what yeah, it felt like. I think like. they do like quarters. Yeah. That's it, what I'm saying. You get one quarter to show. That's like nothing. Could yeah, be, could the be. game's not, it's not even Yeah, like the thing they're looking at most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the practice, the practice, you know, went really well. And, you know, like Tay Wicks at the Senior Bowl had a very, Balled. very, very good week Balled practice. Out. Yeah. And I came home. You know? Yeah, so uh, he won the award for like best receiver like all week in practice, okay. and guys were getting injured. He was like, "All right, like I'm not gonna play in the game." He just came, came back, smart, bro. Yeah. He jumped right back into the. You didn't need to. On like, he, he balled, man. So that's smart. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you see what he's capable of, and you know, no, <laughs> no more questions. That was solid. He had like. I think I posted like five pictures on my story or uh, five uh, Twitter videos on my videos. Story. They're all just touchdowns. Just I mean, obviously, it's practice and one-on-ones and stuff, but... Right. No, he plays nice routes. Well. Yeah. You know, take and play. For sure. So, I'm excited to see him at the next level. I'm excited to, to see what he's able to show, I guess, with the numbers on the combine. He's smooth. He's really smooth. I'd compare him a lot to Jordan uh, from he's SC. He's, he might be... No, he's bigger than Jordan. I'm saying just route running, 
like his releases, gotcha. his quickness, uh, getting in and out of breaks, um, very similar. Mm-hmm. Like catch radius, yeah. Which is, I mean, Jordan's probably going you know mid to late first round, depending on how pro it goes. So yeah, um, nah, he's definitely an athlete for sure. Yeah, from I think uh, as soon as Tay pulled up, you could tell how athletic he was. He didn't even need to move, um, but when he did, he had springs on his feet. So it's nice to see. Yeah, that's what you want from a receiver. That's definitely what you want. What is, like, the biggest thing, guys, generally? Because I know it's different for each guy, but, like, is there anything that's overarching that most guys are like, okay, most guys need to work on this when they come to us? I think the speed's going to be a big focus because okay. there's so much emphasis put on the 40. Um, I mean, obviously, the, all the intangibles, you know, we're not going to be able to help everyone with everything. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll do interview prep, and there's uh, the amount of physical stress that we put you through in the program, the recovery. Just like So there's, there's a lot of... Uh, solutions to any of the problems that are there but at the end of the day you only have so much time yeah so um, what about like big misconceptions and like the strength community or, or like athletes or something like that or like where guys often are getting wrong or maybe training incorrectly or, or something that you see that you're like yeah. hey what i've seen in the industry is that it's elevating i think that there's more people that care mm. um so that, I mean, sure, there, I'm sure there has been misconceptions, but there's also been things that worked, right? So the, the things that might work and the things that don't work are starting to narrow down to we know what works and everybody knows what works, um, you know. So it's it's kind of funny, like all the competitors, all, all the coaches that are there at the combine, we're sitting there watching it together, uh, and you know, celebrating each other's wins and and yeah. say, oh, look, this is this is what we worked on, this is what we did. We're kind of sharing That's information. Super cool. It's not, it's not like a competition. We need yeah. more people that care about people. And so, um, you know, putting the amount of care and just focus into this program that we try to as coaches, sp- specifically uh, with me, I try to be there present every day and be present with each person. And, you know, it's two months where I have to go before the sun rise to after the sunset and just full speed. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's worth it to be able to share because all the coaches that are in this industry are doing that too. And they're putting as much as they can into someone. And that's how we move the industry forward. It's how we, you've seen faster times throughout the years. I think training training has become smarter. I'm not sure if injuries have gone down or, you know, I don't really claim to prevent injuries, but I will Mm -hmm. get you prepared and confident. I think that confidence is a big thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. I just wonder where it's all going to go. Like, Look, we've never seen offensive and defensive linemen running sub fives, and now it's like almost normal, yeah. which is like crazy to even say. Like it shouldn't be normal. Yeah. Like guys are just getting bigger and faster, stronger every year. Like it's like a four three used to be crazy, right? Like if you heard like even when I was growing up, yeah. I would never hear guys running four, like barely anyone. The four four was always like four four. Yeah, yeah, if you, you run, run four four, four that's now move. it's like you have to run four. Yeah, if you yeah. don't run four four, then you're a bum. Yeah, it's like how did that happen in? Eight years, bro. Yeah, I think it's uh, literally when I was in middle school, it was like that. Four, four, four is the gold is, standard. Yeah, yeah, that's the gold you know? standard. And then four threes, like, dude, like you should be in the Olympics for track. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now it's like dudes are running four threes all the time. It's like if you're a skill, you better run four, 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 three. Yeah. Like you have guaranteed. to. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> or like your drafts out. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, exactly. is it going to go down to four twos in like another ten? Years? Like, yeah. this is crazy. And so even with that, like, there's a huge premium on how fast you can run. Yeah. Like you know, nothing's. It doesn't seem like as important as that. Obviously, yeah. the intangibles, they have to be there. Obviously, you, you have to interview well, and you have to show up and be there and uh, be present within that process. But, you know, do you always remember people's bench press reps? No. <laughs> so, like, so. Speeds for sure. Um, you know, we'll know kind of ranges for all the different players based on averages in the last five years on what range you should fall into. Like, where would be a red flag? Where would be a, you know. Uh, a record or whatever uh-huh. um, and you know it's not like we're trying to get into the middle of the pack but uh, a lot of the focus is placed on not having any red flags mm. so it's like hey this we really need to shore up and so we're not trying to make everything better we're trying to make you good perform, enough that you show yeah. well that you perform gotcha. well and that you it's are almost like going a performance in a way it, like you're it, getting it them ready is. to perform and then you know show out to these people they've already done what they've done just to make sure they don't slip on the performance. You know, they just got to perform the routine and then they're good, you know. So much pressure, but, you know, it is. since it's a routine, it, it becomes a little easier. Yeah. Cool, man. I think you just do something so many times, I'm hoping, and then you just, yeah. you just pull up and it's just – but still, it, it's going to be some level of – Well, you can take confidence. Difference because – 
yeah, I think confidence, but yeah. you know, again, like I don't know how you have like three NFL head coaches and like five GMs with clipboards and stopwatches and like you know, fifty scouts. Like I don't know how you replicate. You know, it's like how do you block that out? Do it like you do in the game, bro. Like I if guess. somebody said like you're gonna play in front of a hundred. It's 000. different though because I'm not a track at. Hey, I'm a football player. I know, but like, I've been throwing footballs get, my whole life. I haven't been. You running. just get good at it. You get you take confidence in the fact that you you've done it so many times. It's, yeah, it's like you do it. You know? Eight weeks though, so it's like huh, yeah. you gotta be confident, bro. No, I, it's easier said than done. Yeah, bro. no, you gotta play like you gotta <laughs> play, bro. Yeah, like it's just no, it's hard. hard. I'm not saying yeah. it's easy. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that's how you it's just it's a crazy deal. Yeah, and it's the biggest day of your life. Yeah. It's it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, it is. It's a huge day up to this point. For like sure. obviously things get easier. You're never gonna have to run these tests again. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't know when's the next time you run a forty after you run your forty. Yeah, never. Uh, I don't know when you would ever need to run a, a, a shuttle or, or yeah. an outcome. <laughs> I mean, all of the things you can see that it's applicable to the sport and For just sure. that that testing battery you know, apparently works with what they want to see. Are there smarter ways you could do it? You know, I'm sure they try to change the process. There's so many guys last year that just opted out of bench press because they don't want to do bench press on the same day that they did all their field work. Yeah, bro. Because uh, it used to be, I think, the day before, or or just a, 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 always been different days. So now they're doing the uh, when they put the bench press and the field work in the same day, everyone opted out. Like literally, I think there was like three running backs last year that why bench, no D lineman benched at all. Uh, why did they put it? I have, I couldn't answer. No, that. no, why? Why do they feel like it's a negative if, if it's your upper body ver- and then running is your just used all your yeah just just the stress of it you know having just, just your nervous through, system having just gone through an entire like imagine the D lineman would have to do it at like eleven thirty at night after they've been there since like four oh it's and that then late. they're gonna compare the yeah. numbers to people when they weren't doing that <laughs> you know they're gonna compare it to yeah. people who are fresh right. and it looks and like then, you, you just know a lot of guys are just like oh I'll be able to just drink some C four <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, or uh, what is the smelling salt? The ammonia. Yeah, Dude, that stuff. That's that stuff is cures it? everything, man. Bro. That adds like is that NSF certified? <laughs> it's just a smelling salt. I don't know. They they don't know that. Everyone does that. It's just yeah. smelling. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's a, you know what I'm talking about? The little. I know what the smelling salt. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the little, little. Um, they have the ones that you break, and they got the ones in the bottle. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is every every college does that. Do you use them? I have. Nice. Yeah. They're super useful for like a heavy squat day. I love it, bro. Is it just like, what, ammonia? Yeah. 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 They Fires use it to, to wake up people who pass out, who are out cold. Yeah. No. So it's super potent. Because it burns dude. your membrane. You know that, right? Dude, I'm That's sure it does, but that's 50 that pounds much. on my squat, yeah. so who cares, dude? Yeah, I'm sure it's Gains, not something. Bro. <laughs> I'm sure it's not something that the people are getting addicted to. Yeah, holy. So. No, it's not like that. It's just to get you riled up. Like, dude, I always said it. A big slap on your back. And a sniff of the ammonia. A slap on your back. That'll add. I hate that. You see this guy? At least least 95 pounds on your back squat. He reminds me of like a 1990s strength coach for college football. You don't don't like like a. Oh, and and you go heavy metal blasting. (laughs) And then you get like. Turn the lights off. 30 of your teammates just on the side going crazy. Bro, guess what we did this week? You could put up any amount of weight on that. Bro, bro, check this out this week. Um. We're doing, we've been doing like money sets, what they call it. It's basically like um, the last two sets of our squat or like our bench. It's as like 80% as many as you can do. Um, and generally we're like three For to two five. sets is crazy. Dude, two sets is wild. <laughs> but uh, like if, on squat. If, if, it's some, if it's some big it, like numbers, like we had a couple, like a couple guys doing 500. Yeah. Um, Coach Wiley bought like a, uh, like one of those money guns. What's and, a money gun? Uh, oh, like it that shoots like the money out, like bills. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like after after like Barlow hit like five hundred for like three. Yeah, and they're like they're like spraying the money, like real money, real. No, it's like fake. Oh, uh, like monopoly money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was in the weight room. Everyone's just like, yo, Molly's <laughs> like money sets. <laughs> it was so funny, bro. We should start doing that. Yeah, it was lit. I got you. I got you on some money sets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, bro. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So how many times are you hitting 500 on back squat? I lost track after 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just keep going. Yeah, you I was just, just like, should I rack it? I just yeah, 12 yeah, turn your brain off. <laughs> yeah. What was the second set? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I've been, every <laughs> day like I, I'm like, I'm right. going to get stronger for the second set. I'll go like eight reps, and I'm like, bro, the next set I'll do three. I'm just like, my legs right, are right. toast. Yeah, if you put after. everything you have into that, it's hard, Yeah, because it's still bro. failure. Like, you know, right, like, yeah, you yeah, literally yeah. go to, you can't do it. I'm right, like, right. how are you supposed to have any more for the next set? You just went to failure. Definitely. Um, yeah. But it gets you strong really fast. Okay, all right. I'll yeah. take note. 
What do you think about that? I'm, I'm always looking for methods to get strong fast. So yeah. um, I think th I think that failure sets can definitely do something for you. Yeah. Um, better to push you into like scientifically pushes you into a metabolic state that you need to recover from though. So if you're going to do like failure sets, typically before you take a little bit, a bit of a layoff or a uh, um, deload week. Yeah. Right. So that would can, be smart. So I think they do it like every week though. We, yeah, but then we, did, we get like Wednesdays off. So you do it like. I don't think that's like, what he means. I think he I know he's, like he's week. saying a week no, off, but like we do I think it like that people can handle recovery. a lot. I think that people can handle a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. like 18 to 22, but you know, um, we'll see. Okay. So that's what we did. Like our, our freshman year of college, they don't do it at USC, but uh, it was a redshirt program and we called it the crucible. So it was like, the idea was like, you don't become a man until you pass this program. And it was like, the intent is to be as almost difficult as possible. And a lot of it's going to be like mental, you know, like it's not even really to get you stronger. It's just more making more mentally tough. Right. And so that the kind of the bulk of it was those squats until failure. But I mean, it was like till fail. Like it wasn't like, you're not racking it. It was a dude behind you to pick you up and then people on each side to pick up the weights. Yeah. So it's like, you're on the ground. And, um, no, I mean, like that's, that was the biggest jump ever in my squat. Like I was a freshman and, in the 500s like i was nice. yeah. huge jumps yeah no, I, I, but it kind of like i do see the mental aspect where it's like like if you don't ever go through that you almost have a mental hesitation going under a bar if it's really heavy and then now like i can go under a bar and just say like i'm gonna just give it everything i have if you fail you fail right, right. like people are scared to fail i think sometimes you know what i'm saying that's that's that goes deep yeah, but like metaphorically, but also <laughs> in a lifting sense. Hey, talk to me. Hey, get me right. Talk yeah. to me. No, and, and, and that's uh, it's called neurological inhibition. Mm. Uh, you actually don't. Talk know, to me. You like don't, if you don't know how to get there, you won't get there well, right? So a lot of the strength training is just exposing you to something that you're gonna have to experience either faster or heavier, right? And uh, if it's the first time you visited, sometimes that can be a position of no return. Right. Mm. Uh, if if you if you're well adapted to that stress and your body knows what it feels like, it's just like a governor in a car. Right. If you're you know, you're driving your Jeep, you got a governor probably like 65 miles an hour. You're not going to go much higher than that. Uh, that was a little shot, but you probably go like 90. Right. Like the, <laughs> but the car before before the car actually stops. Well, I have a Jeep, so it doesn't go very fast. That's what I'm saying. So there's a governor in the Jeep. The engine, shaking. the engine can go faster. Yeah. But the governor, the governor knows not to push it into somewhere where it's going to be shaking and, and losing yeah. controls. And so the body works the same way. Uh, one, it's always going to take the easy way out, right? So your, your brain's going to tell you, to, nah, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It's dangerous. Then your body has to go through it. Uh, and then there's neurological inhibition. So your body, it, if you feel like, like say you get a heavy back squat, yeah. you have the strength to lift it, but you've never done this heavy or that or that percentage of the of your total max, and you come down and you start to panic and you just like muscles turn off and yeah. fail. So building up like that's the concept of the progressive overload is to just build up to feeling comfortable and confident at certain levels. So I guess working up from 65, 70, 75, 80, right, right. Yeah, uh, doesn't always need to be linear, um, but exposing to those higher percentages, and then when you get up to those higher percentages that's when you start to get stronger, like when it's like 85, 90, 95%. Yeah. And like if you're increasing maximal, every sub-maximal increases as well. Yeah. So it's definitely good to get there, but you can't train here unless you know what it feels like to, yeah. to get. It's like, all right, this unlocks this, this unlocks this. The aggregate of marginal gains for sure. Right, right, for sure. Um, that, sounded, that sounded smart. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit <laughs> aggregate of... <laughs> Not, I don't I even, I don't even know what else to say. Yeah, marginal gains. Yeah, marginal it's, gains? It's James Clear. It's a, it's a well-known, it's like the theory okay. that like... He's Talk educated. to me, keep going. Yeah. All right, keep no, going. I'm listening, saying, I'm listening. I'm like trying to learn. One, it's like progressive overload conceptually. It's yeah. you, you increase little things by 1%. Yeah. And after a year, it's like, it's math. It's, you know, to the power of 365. Mm. And even if you don't... Um, Exponential. going yeah, crazy. Yeah, even if you don't, you, you know, if say you only improve 232 times out of 360 a year, by the 1%, you're still 10 times better than you were the year before. And right. that's that marginal gain. Well, for instance, like, you know, the, um, the VBT, that, or the velocity trackers that we use that tell yeah. you how fast you're moving. Yeah. If I gave that to someone who was a beginner, they don't know how to move fast. So no matter what weight it is, they're not going to move it with maximum intent unless yeah. you've been under the bar. So it's, it's more of an advanced technique, right? Someone's just starting and they're trying to be smooth up and down with control through yeah, the range of motion. 
And you're not saying like do this with maximal intent, maximal effort to move this as fast as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Body doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, there's no so, foundation. Right? Yeah. Is it, well, there's no neural network. Mm-hmm. Like you, you probably have the muscle, you have the tendon strength, you have the, the bone density, everything to handle it. But your body doesn't know how to get there because there's no roads leading from the brain into the muscle. Yeah. Mind body connection. Mind body connection. There it is. I just yeah. thought I'd just throw that in there. Yeah, that, that yeah, was. Yeah, hey, yeah, you're yeah. part of the smart group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying to sound like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I try not to use too much of the actual jargon. Yeah, there's a lot of science to it. Uh, right, biomechanics is so interesting. Right, it's my, crazy. I, yeah, I have my uh, master's in biomechanics. Okay, yeah, that's so awesome. My undergrad in exercise physiology. My second, the second major from the extra year was nutrition, uh, and then my master's in biomechanics. So that's awesome. It's kind of how is that a, a two year one year. Uh, I did a two-year program. That's interesting, bro. I might have to look into that. <laughs> Biomechanics? Yeah, but that'd be sick. It is very interesting. You know, I don't know. It's, because it, it, it's, it's, it's good to understand. Right? Um, you know, uh, as an athlete, you tend to have some level of understanding. Understand, for sure. And as a coach that has been an athlete, um, specifically football players, it, it, it seems like uh, football brings another aggression level out of you, and you can kind of understand, like, what people really can handle. Yeah. Uh, and you have that competitive mindset, right? The dogfight mindset. And I'm sure there's, there's plenty of other, other sports that have similar um, traits, but, you know, you, you tend to see so much strength in football. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing to see, like, the progression of, of yeah. you know, what training looks like for whatever population we're working with. I'm curious, to, like, on the topic of biomechanics, what do you think of some of these guys on Instagram that I've seen pop up who, like, carve out their niche and, like, different and like unique techniques like have you heard of like the goda method those guys there's um knees over toes is huge um we, i i mean i think you let me know what you th- if you think differently but i think he's pretty legit i think um, that i think that like so many of these methods that they're highlighting have been around for decades okay um so i think that everyone's got great information do you want to f- narrowly focus on one single thing like the niche yeah. the niche is the character Right, they may not be this person in real life, but just like uh, Liver King, right? He, that was probably more of a corporate decision to have that character for sure, and to portray that character on film. It's so clear. It, <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're trying to build a following, you might as well find a niche so that you can speak to your audience. Mm. But um, as a performance coach, you have to keep building, and you have it's to be build. all of it. You can't just only yeah. work on these toes, never scroll. You know, also, you know, some of the techniques that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> after we've had athletes, coaches, and everyone go through those programs, and yeah. you know, there are things that are useful. Is, For sure, is that going to, you know, if you just continue to progress, that is that going to help you? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. well, I think his whole thing is the knee pain. For sure, he had like whatever twelve surgeries, so he's like guys who are having issues with your knees and ligaments and tendons like this is what helped me but and and so that he can put his methods together but uh what's to say that just constant attention and corrective exercise and strengthening overall probably eating better and living a more healthier lifestyle no for sure didn't actually heal all those issues yeah Uh, so uh, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint exactly. And then there's always you know, outliers. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You could be wouldn't the only guy it. that it works for, you know. But it, yeah, anyone, everybody's but, different. But if it's helpful, anyone that's putting out helpful information, that's yeah, good. try it. For right? sure, that's what. That's what we're gonna want is more people trying to push the the, the agenda of helping right. people. I think that's kind of why we were talking about earlier. Um, it's getting faster every year. I think um, like more people are more educated early on. Like you see kids doing. I I, I used to train with this guy in Orange County, and he had a, a dude that was like six years old who had been working speed training, which is like the biomechanic forty times speed yeah. like mechanics from six to. 12, 13, like, that's way younger than when I started. Yeah. And so by the time he's running, his form is, like, crazy good. Kids and, are know, starting way younger. You know dude. what I'm saying? And so they, they're just more educated, and they're starting earlier, and they're, like, you know, they don't create the bad habits. There's a, lot, there's a lot more information available, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You like, just go on your phone. Even, phone. even when I was in high school, like, you know, we would like to get the extra lifts in and whatnot, but, like, where are you going to get the workouts? Like, do would clip out T Nation yeah. article, oh, let's do this back workout, like, Right, exactly. so you know, going to the gym and and that's what you're learning. Uh, luckily, I had a really good strength coach in in high school, and our whole team was just jack, jack strong. Like it was just 
it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Like every and it was like aggressive. Like everyone was in the weight room. Like back slaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back like, slaps that, just hella like, meatheads. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they would just like keep the doors closed. So we'd come out of it in the morning and and it would just be like steam coming out of the, the weight room. Everything was uh, oh, yeah. everything was timed. The the coach was very specific about conditioning. Mm. Um so everything was on like uh, timers basically like start like every set starts in four minutes okay right so and you got to fit four exercises within that time which is typically 30 seconds on 30 seconds off or just maintaining that um, so he paid super close attention and that's that's why i was actually interested in, in exercise physiology when i got into uh, like the kinesiology realm because i was like you know i felt like the conditioning actually helped a lot with the strength and turns out that that, that might be the most important thing is the underlying uh, qualities rather than just like the lifts themselves so like really you know, can you, well, the, can you expand like on that the, a little well the fuel systems right like so if you understand what drives the human body or where energy comes from then you can train the systems that actually give you the energy that you want or that you need to do what you want so if you want to sprint you have to use a certain type of energy ATP, have, right? yeah atpvc the phosphogen system um you know and then everybody knows the aerobic system that's yeah. your that's your long slow run um then you have your glycolytics and just, so there's different levels of you know things that use substrate that don't use substrate and fuel um like what uses carbohydrates what are proteins used for and where does fat fall on the spectrum mm. uh you know fat is a better fuel for oxygen because it produces more energy but it's slower yeah. um so Working. carbohydrate is a better fast fuel but uh so that goes through the, like a middle process or you don't use substrate to sprint Right, you're using ATP, just pure energy. Uh, yeah. And that's where, like, the phosphocreatine or the creatine supplement, uh, creatine. supplements actually help. Because uh, it's just giving you, it's like more, uh, it increases your serum level of your sprint fuel. So there's more sprint fuel, right? Yeah. I just hopped, so I was on creatine in high school, and then, um, I don't I don't even know why I stopped, but, like, maybe two months ago I hopped back on creatine. I've seen a huge difference just in my, like, endurance and my strength and yeah no, recover quicker and all of it as far as performance it's one of the it's one of the most effective things i think and it's research like in what caffeine it's I like think. the most researched supplement yeah. that exists i think, I think so. yeah yeah, yeah no, and where are you at on supplements like what do you recommend what's good what's bad um i, I guess it really depends on uh every the person obviously um but for you guys for me uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, for you guys in the program we have uh the D3, uh, beta alanine, the glutathione, uh, like you're taking uh, glutamine, creatine, and uh, regular protein. Um, mm. There's uh, uh, some amino acids. I think uh, vitamin C is a great thing. Uh, I, I mean, the supplements that I take uh, a little bit more in-depth. In what do you right? take? Uh, well, all that plus, like, let's say, curcumin, uh, omega-3s. Yeah, omega yeah. three is big. Yeah, and those are just things that can help with recovery, fighting inflammation. Right. Um, like the omega threes is electrical impulse, so that's actually your nerves and your muscles and how they work together. Really? Mind body connection. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. Hey. Well, what do so, you think about Ashwa? What is it? Ashwa Ashwagandha. Ganda? Everybody's been on that. What is trend. that, bro? It's like it's some like TikTok, bro. It can increase your uh, production of testosterone. Mm. That's what they're so, saying, right? Does it work or what? Yeah. Like sounds like I'm ayahuasca. Really, yeah. I think that there's there's so many different herbal. That's like that's why I'm saying like not everyone needs to take everything. Like some people have pretty good levels of of certain things, um, but the things that are that are definitely impactful, I think that's one of them. Really, uh, and you've tried it? Uh, I I used to take the little gummies. Uh -huh. just, you know, it. Uh, I try not to use too many supplements with like uh, like I guess gelatin. Like oh, things that are yeah yeah yeah. The supplements that I take tend to be very very clean, uh, right? You know, liposomal type, like powders or something, uh, or pills. Well, yeah, just anything without like binding agents or gelatin, yeah, right? Sure. Okay, so, like processed, more processed. Yeah, so if there's a, I guess a better source of ashwagandha, you know, put me huh. on. Okay, um, but but I think there's there's a the benefit to that. <laughs> Some ayahuasca, <laughs> ashwagandha. ashwagandha. Ayahuasca. Yeah, all right. But did you see Aaron? That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Is uh, well, <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. But he's, yeah, he's doing like a three day retreat in the darkness to figure out if he wants to keep playing football. He, he, <laughs> he's I love open him, about man. that. I love him. Huh? Dude. He's open about that. 
He just said it. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it was like I think he said it on the McAfee show. He's like, all right, like I'm just gonna take three days in the in the desert in the darkness. Uh, you know, no technology, nothing. Presumably on some sort of drugs, and uh, figure things out. Definitely. Yeah. So, well, he's been pretty open about his like recent use of ayahuasca, right? Like, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, that is. Uh, it is. It is. Um, I mean, but you know, in in terms of like mental health, you see so many different ways that it can uh, be useful. Yeah, like uh, uh, MDMA can be useful. Um, psilocybin, psilocybin, useful. yeah, is, is super useful. And so we've done for the brain uh, with our with our venture labs, the people that created that app that you guys use for cognition. Yeah, um, you know, we we've done some work with cognition with um, the army, like the military gaming teams. Um, and, and race car drivers and like kind of compared uh, how cognitive abilities between athletes, race car drivers, um, and the, the gamers, like would all match up. And so I got to uh, get to know kind of the instructors of the gamers mm. and they were all like mental health. Like, um, they would actually treat people with psilocybin. And she was explaining that like literally with like the smallest dose, you can, uh, you can cure, um, like PTSD, yeah. anxiety, depression, just like with, Microdosing, just, right? Uh, or I, I or more than that. I don't know. Okay. To recommend to recommend it, but they were saying they're using like one single dose would actually cause an effect. Yeah. And I think that would have like probably uh, a controlled environment, right? Sure. Someone to guide you through, or or so that you're not a shaman. <laughs> yeah, a shaman. <laughs> shaman. <laughs> That's My crazy. Um, yeah. Talk to Lucy one time, bro. <laughs> I think a shaman's important. Being, a, being able to pull information from the spiritual realm is something that not a lot of people can do. So right, it's definitely there. So no, but I have. Uh, did you hear that that podcast with the? Jeez, I can't remember his name. But it was this mycelium mushroom expert on Rogan, and like all he does is research the outside of you. It's crazy. Nice. And so he was talking about like, um, you know, psilocybin and like the even athletes are like a lot of guys are microdosing it. Yeah. And then Rogan referenced uh, one of his buddies is like a Olympic karate athlete and he micro he microdoses swears by it and he claims that he can anticipate and almost see his opponents moves before they happen so i mean i don't know whether you know whether you want to like believe that or not but like he like dudes are swearing by it so it's interesting and like the research is wild well it's just what it does for your brain it allows you to see a perspective without the preconceived notions that you've developed over the years Right, so it might be seeing something for the very first time and actually being able to see beauty in it, like without the smudges of your typical lens, mm. um, is the way that it, it's been explained to me. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll hop on it. <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> All together. I think, <laughs> All right, bro. I think uh, Mike Tice has been doing something like that on the on the podcast. <laughs> oh, he'll eat handfuls of them on podcasts yeah. and then just wild. go crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Appreciate so, you coming on. Yeah, thank you. Awesome that was fun. Yeah, next time will be uh, an ayahuasca trip. Okay, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>